you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Rendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. That's where we get our Matt Chat questions from yeah. for this week. We got a little batch of Matt Chat questions. So we're going to, the Royal Rumble is coming up. That's right. Brock Lesnar's in it. Also correct. And good friendo Christopher Rappersod wants to kick things off with a question about Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. Let's see what he says. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is about Brock Lesnar entering the Rumble and defending his WWE Championship. So I think this is a bad idea because I'd rather him fight somebody one-on-one. He doesn't need to enter the Rumble. I think it's just lazy on WWE's part because like, you couldn't find an opponent for him. Like, him entering the Rumble is just proving that, oh, we're just going to bury the whole roster. Like, hey, Brock Lesnar will always be champion, and our roster is not really top tier. And who do you think should beat Brock for the butt, and what will be so surprising in this Rumble? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Go ahead, Steve. All right, so, yeah, dude. I know, man, this coffee, hey, too good on the coffee. Skull. There we go, man. Anyways, uh, no, man, I actually think that Brock being in the Rumble is a good idea. I'm, Same. I'm actually pretty happy with it. Um, because here's the thing. What's the alternative? Another match. There, there are Basically, these days, there are two types of Brock Lesnar matches. When he fights somebody that maybe he's not entirely enthused about fighting, usually that's like with the bigger guys. He seems to enjoy working matches against the smaller guys. When it's the bigger guys, uh, uh, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, those types, uh, he just, it's, it's, you know, it's one F5 and then it's done. Uh, with the smaller guys, there is, I'm going to take Kofi out of the equation. There's, you know, they do a little bit more with the storytelling. Usually a Survivor Series, he'll have a good match, and then any other match, who knows. There was the stretch where it was Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. Was it was Finn in there? Yeah. Okay. What's yeah, the Finn common, the common denominator in those three matches? Yeah, they're all, oh, were they all Survivor Series? Okay. That was three. Well, I know. Those Finn, was, Finn was at the Rumble. Finn was at the Rumble. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, it was AJ the following year, Daniel Bryan. I think the following and Rumble then was Finn. I think he probably had a decent match against Seth. I know that he did the wonky right mania thing with the chair and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I don't really. I'm done with all that stuff. Like, I, if it was a good match, that'd be great. But, like, there's nobody available for him uh, that's sort of undersized and a really good wrestler that he hasn't wrestled yet. And so you're left with, you know, a match against a big dude or somebody he's already fought. I don't want that. I like the idea of Brock in the Rumble. It takes one meaningless match out of the way, and it just puts him in the Rumble. And, yes, he will probably dominate, I would say, maybe half the Rumble before he's eventually eliminated, um, which will set up his Mania partner. Uh, so I'm I'm fine with that. Totally. Uh, I'd like to see uh, – this is totally not going to happen – 
Dio Madden eliminate Brock. Oh, that'd be great. That would be awesome. And I think the crowd would love it uh, in the moment. Uh, but uh, I don't know how he's going to get eliminated or who's going to eliminate him. Uh, I would love to see Keith Lee win the Rumble, uh, last eliminating Roman Reigns in a switcheroo from their Survivor Series yeah. match. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but I do Long-term think that it's... Long-term storytelling. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being Roman. No, I agree 100%. I, I think it's something different. It, it, the potential is there for a far more compelling story than uh, usual Brock build, usual Heyman promos. Uh, only for uh, the challenger to inevitably lose because of one F5. Yeah. Um, even if Brock runs the table mm-hmm. and wins the Rumble, uh, whoever beats him at Mania, that's going to be huge for that person. Yeah, for sure. So I don't really see any downside to Brock being in the Rumble. No, me neither. Um, well, the only downside is if he wins the Rumble, so he has a challenger uh, uh, come up. And and then beats that individual at mm-hmm. Mania. That's the downside, yeah. but that's that could be the case regardless if he won the Rumble or not. Right. Just whoever ends up ends up beating Brock if it's at Mania is that's going to be massive for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't. I don't see any downside in it. I think it's an interesting uh, way to approach the Rumble, approach Brock, approach uh, the the sitting WWE champion. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no one worthy of challenge for this belt, so I'm just going to do something I've never done before. Run the table at the Rumble. Yeah, and on top of that, there's a lot of good stories I think you could tell. Um, if you know Matt Riddle's probably going to be in the Rumble, so you might get some Matt Riddle versus yeah. Brock Lesnar stuff. Yeah. I think that could be really fun. That could be fun. Uh, they they always they tend to book the Rumble a little bit looser and a little bit more fun, and they t- really take advantage of all the potential stories there more often than not. We saw this years ago, for example, when we got the first encounter between Bray and Braun Strowman after mm-hmm. they had been split and Braun mm-hmm. had become a big name. Um, you know, so you get you get stories like that, and I think this is no different. I think that Brock uh, still is. There's a lot of people who haven't really uh, who you wouldn't think of that could have something fun with Brock. That yeah. could have something fun with Brock. We might see Keith Lee stand off against. Yeah, that'd be Brock. great. I think that'd be great. As far as who should win the Rumble, in my mind, the potential interesting outcome it would probably work out, and it's probably uh, it would work out in a way that, that WWE would like it because it doesn't exactly make Brock looks weak in the end is the final three are Brock, Seth, and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And Seth is on the verge of, he thinks, eliminating Brock. Kevin Owens comes up, dumps them both out. Mm-hmm. He wins the Rumble yeah. and gets the title shot against Brock at Mania. But Seth's like, I was about to beat him, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we have the battle between uh, uh, Owens and Rollins, essentially for the heart of Monday Night Raw. And to kind of get, for Seth especially, to really be the true Monday Night Messiah, he has to be carrying that belt. Yeah, okay, yeah. Without yeah, yeah. that, it's a bunch of hollow words. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so we get their final standoff, Owens and Rollins at Mania, and Brock's in there too. Mm-hmm. It's a different dynamic. Owens involved, and that way Owens can beat Rollins, win the belt, and Brock doesn't have to eat the pin. Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. It's probably a, a situation where WB's like, oh, okay, we can get the belt off Brock. He doesn't have to lose. So you'd say uh, Owens would be coming out of Mania with the championship? Yeah. When does Because uh, you mentioned Rollins in the title. When would he have that? He wouldn't. Oh, okay. It'd be a triple threat match. Because, yeah, no, I like the idea. I like the idea. Oh, you're saying that would be his motivation. I like. The, I really like the idea of a triple threat. I say have Rollins win at Mania, and then you have – an you know, it, it kicks it up a level. Because I think that him with the title as the Monday Night Messiah – Kicks things up even more for Kevin Owens than maybe at SummerSlam. Owens wins it off him, something like that. Uh, because I think you could do a lot of fun stuff with that. Anyways, next up, we've got 
Jacksonville's number one Guion Halili. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Guion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. This week, my question is simple. What is the worst thing that needs to happen on SmackDown and on Raw for the WWE to realize we need to pick things up? Not just to compete with AEW or to compete with anyone else, but just for their product to get better. What are the worst things that could happen? And think of outside the box uh, answers, not like viewership and stuff like that. Uh, you guys are creative people or else you wouldn't have this show. All right, I'll leave it up to you guys to have a discussion or a debate, argue, whatever. Uh, yeah, too sweet, too good. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume. Uh, it's going to take something going completely off the rails. Yeah. Going to some potentially bad territory. Yeah, big time. Um, uh, a particular segment where uh, someone just wasn't thinking. Uh, makes a huge mistake and it makes the air and viewers and advertisers are like what the hell is this what what was the incident that we were talking about when we mentioned I mean I know that that it was brought up specifically by CM Punk the lack of representation in the writers room when it came to the Lana live stuff but then prior to that, there was something where like, man, if they had more representation going up and down the line, yeah, uh, this wouldn't have happened. And for the life of me, yeah, I, can't I can't remember recall. what it was. I know what now. you're talking about, but I can't recall offhand. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe it was when they was it when they had Kofi handcuffed up on, uh, on yeah. SmackDown. I think yeah. it was that. It was just a bad visual. Um, I feel like there could be something akin to that, where it was like, man. If some like something that was that's not intentionally offensive, but is obliviously, you know, something they do that they're oblivious to. Yeah. That's like, oh, my God, you can't do that where it's obvious that somebody needs to be punished for it. Yeah. But even though there was maybe no ill will yeah, meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was like, man, this is why you need people, you know, of different cultures in the writing room so they can be like, hold on a second. No, we can't do that. Exactly. Because that's pure WWE. So something along those lines that's way worse than anything they've done that causes multiple sponsors to be like, we can't associate with yes. you guys. We just can't. Yes. It would, it would be that. I mean, at the end of the day, what's going to really uh, – uh, the only reason they're really going to make serious changes is because money's being taken out of their pocket. Exa yeah, that's – yeah. Otherwise – Yeah, either it's ratings and network mandate or sponsors pulling out. Otherwise, otherwise yeah. Nope. Nope. No. There's no there's no motivation for them to make any changes as long as the money's rolling in. I mean, they probably think to themselves, you know, because I think I, I was listening to Wrestle, Wrestling Observer Live from a couple days ago uh, or this past week, and uh, I think SmackDown year-over-year -year ratings are up 20%, obviously, because they're on a, a larger bigger, platform. Yeah. yeah, platform. But they probably do look at that and don't even consider the larger platform aspect. It's like, oh, no, ratings are up. They're great. They're up. They're great. We're doing great. <laughs> We're doing great. More, more importantly, see, ratings look below that money. You know, I think it was like a the 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 stat or the number was year over year, the the third hour on Raw is down eight percent, no six percent. Yeah, but year over year, the first hour is down eighteen percent. That's a lot. It is a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. 
Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next up, Rich the Smash Bro. Uh, let's see what he has to say. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro here. Not only do I smash, but I also like to smash good food. Now, watching some old school WrestleMania, I'm getting ready to watch uh, Daniel Bryan get destroyed in 18 seconds by Sheamus. While I was sitting down with my food, I thought, who would Steven Larson want to sit down with? You, both of you, and three other wrestlers, any organization, any time period, don't give a damn. And I want you to tell me what your dinner would consist of and drink of choice. If it was alcohol, wings, burgers, I mean, you can be fancy, you can be plain. I mean... Pick what you guys would want for yourselves, and also decide what your guests would have. I mean, a little out the wall, or off the wall there in terms of a question, but I'm sitting down to lunch and I'm getting ready to watch Old School Mania, so let me know, friendos. Too good, me brother. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Making me hungry with yeah, his I know. questions. I know. All right, man. Well, you know what I want? I want a meal with the click. I know that sounds like a StarCast event, and it probably I was. I think it has been, yeah. I think it probably has been. Yeah. So I want to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, sounds so good. Which is just, mm. next time I'm in L.A., I'm, I'm gone. I don't care what anybody's. I'm going there. Hell yeah. I'm going there. Hell yeah. Uh, going to Roscoe's with X-Pac, Hall, and Nash mm-hmm. so I can get down to the bottom of gonna, so many stories. What are you going to get at Roscoe's? You can get the two two waffles and uh, half a chicken? Yeah. Yeah. And then a with gravy on it. Big side of no man. Oh. I'm gonna get a big side of mac and cheese. You gotta get the gravy on the oh, chicken. I, I do. <laughs> dude, dude. It's so good. Hey, have you seen Shit's Creek? No. <laughs> it was, uh, it's pretty funny. My uh, Lacey watches it endlessly. I've only seen whenever I walk in and it's on, I'll, I crack up. Yeah. But Chris Elliott's in it. Oh, okay. And uh, and at one point, uh, what's Jim's dad's name from American Pie? Oh, uh, Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Yeah, Levy, Levy yeah. yeah. So he's talking about a cafe, and Eugene Levy, I think, is like a local politician of some sort, and he like takes care of himself, right? Well, Chris Elliott is a guy who's asking Eugene Levy to be his uh, his his kid's godfather, mm-hmm. right? But Chris Elliott is just takes terrible care of himself, and Eugene Levy's scared that he's going to become an actual dad to this kid. Yeah, <laughs> and so he's sitting there at a restaurant, and he asks for like. Half a half a like a, a half a chicken, but fried chicken. Yeah, and then like a couple of pancakes, and then he takes a tub of syrup, 
dumps the entire thing over it. And with it to wash it down, he's got a strawberry milkshake. Oh, wow. Oh, God, it's funny. That's a hell of a meal. Any Chris Elliott's hilarious. He is. Anyways, that's what I want. All right. Uh, I'm going to have this dinner at the Cheesecake Factory, not because the food's the best. It's because they have everything. Yeah, okay. And so... Uh, reg- they have everything, but they have nothing. Last time I went there, I looked at their menu. I'm like, man, this is a wide variety of stuff that I don't want any part of. Yeah, I know. That's the thing about Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's not going to make anybody happy, but no one's going to be terribly <laughs> upset, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not the best food, but they got something for everybody. And, and most people like cheesecake. I don't, but I imagine most other people do. Anyways, my, my dining guest would be... I think this would be endlessly fascinating uh, for me to interact with them and for them to interact with each other. Yeah. Uh, Mainly, you just want to be a fly on the wall with these three. Yes. Uh, first, Sid. Uh-huh, yeah. Great. Sid. I want awesome. to know about wrestling. I want to know about softball. You mainly want to know about softball. Yeah, with Sid. Has softball. he ever confirmed in a shoot interview the softball question? I don't know. Has anybody ever thrown him a hardball softball I kind of feel question? Like, I kind of feel like that he would downplay that just for the sake of his own legacy. I wonder if he cares about his own legacy, though, man. He already has scissoring arm almost to death. Yeah, but they made up for that, so I don't don't know that's quite the the stain on his his name anymore. Uh, Terry Funk. That'd be great, yeah. That's all the stories. But then you'd have to watch him eat, and whenever you have to watch anybody over, like, 65 eat, it's really gross. I just sat sit the opposite of the table. (laughs) And then finally, Haku. Oh, that'd be great. Because uh, for uh, 10 for the win, that was on yesterday. Obviously, there's an entry about Haku. Yeah. Did a little bit of research on his exploits. Oh, yeah. Man. Terrific, yeah. What a fascinating individual. Pop him eyes out and all that. Yeah, well, he didn't actually pop anybody's eye out, but he could have. Yeah. He's apparently, he bit someone's nose off. Yeah. Because the guy went up to him and said, hey, you're one of those fake wrestlers, aren't you? Oh, God. And so he, this is, I can't remember who told the story. It was... It wasn't Heenan. Heenan was the story about when he pulled somebody's tooth out. Mm. Um, but he was like at the airport and he bit someone's nose off. Oh, my gosh. Or a restaurant or something. Anyways, uh, endlessly fascinating. I mean, that could be a legend. That could not be true. Yeah, who knows? sure. It might uh, just be like a little chunk of skin off the nose. Yeah, who knows? Not like the whole entire tip of the nose off. Um, anyways, endlessly fascinating conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they all have great stories of their time wrestling on Absolutely. the road. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that'd be a blast. And we get some good. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed I'm not to it. Opposed to it. I'm not going to see, seek it out. Yeah, right. But at the same time, if they're like, "Hey, we're going to Cheesecake Factory. You want to come?" I was like, "Hey, you know what? Some Cajun pasta sounds good." Well, if you're going to be there with like freaking Terry Funk and Sid and uh, freaking you know Haku, then of course you're going to want to do that. I'm looking up Sid Vicious. Oh, here we go on Hannibal TV. All right, bro. Well, here we'll, we'll we'll go to the next question. We'll take a look at that next. We got a question from Joshua Martinez uh, with Mercedes Martinez signing with the WWE. Who are some women that AEW should try signing before WWE does? Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, I go first, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, you got some good names here. I think I do too. First, uh, Millie McKenzie. She's like one of my favorites. She's great. She's on that shirt of yours there, yeah. It's a great dancer, A lot of people ask about this shirt. It's the Medusa Complex. Uh, I saw her and Charlie Evans, her tag team partner, as the Medusa Complex in uh, that Eve show I went to when I was in England. Holy crap. They're vastly entertaining. They're really good. And Millie's a hell of a dancer. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. She showed up on NXT UK once, I remember. She turned down an offer from WWE. Yeah. She turned down an offer. She's like, nah, dude, I'm good. Yeah. And I think it's going to serve her so oh, well. Oh, hell yeah, man. It's going to serve her so well. So Millie McKenzie, uh, Nicole Savoy. Oh, what a great name. Uh, she's wrestled in the NorCal area quite a bit. Yeah. Um, she's great. And then I believe Kelly Klein um, is no longer in her Ring of Honors employ. Thank God for her. Yeah. Um, she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, AEW should 
definitely uh, sign her before WWE comes a calling. I got some names here. Faye Jackson. Great. Uh, you know, she puts her booty all in people's faces. I think the wrestling needs a little bit of fun like that. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that Priscilla Kelly hasn't been signed from Maybe AEW. Maybe it's just a situation where she she just wants to do her own thing Maybe for a while. Maybe she don't want to do it. Maybe she's like, Darby, you, because they're romantically linked, I they're think. They're married. Still. Oh, they're actually married. Yeah, okay. they're married, yeah. Good for them. Cute young couple. Yeah. Maybe she's like, husband, you go figure that out. And if it's good, pop over there with you. She was at uh, StarCast in Vegas. Uh, I saw her there. Okay, yeah. I think she was up talking to Killer Cross, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow, okay. Or Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah. I saw her talking to somebody towards the front of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aforementioned Charlie Evans, so that both her and Millie McKenzie can be in AEW together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, they should steal Thunder Rosa from NWA. Oh, Thunder Rosa's great. She's terrific. Yeah, man. She's so badass. She's really good. Uh, and that's who the AEW should get. And mm-hmm. That is what I believe. Next question from Luis Ariza. Who do you guys think would have been better if they came in uh, in a different generation or era? For example, Luis thinks Shelton Benjamin would have been better if he'd come during today's wrestling era rather than the ruthless aggression era. Hey, you know what a what a so I, I my my answer is Braun in the 1960s because I watched uh, like some old school film from the 60s of Andre the Giant back mm-hmm. when he was quite agile. Yeah, uh, it, you know, some of the black and white footage from his time, and I guess he was probably wrestling in France. Yeah, uh, and man, he could go. But then I see Braun, I'm like, man, Braun really would have been a dream for anybody, you know, if he were to time travel back to the 60s, like during Bruno's day. Uh, So I just have Braun here. Um, But one question I have is, flip it. What? Because I think that so many huge stars from other eras would not translate very well today. Obviously, yeah. I wonder if Bruno would translate at all Um, today, given what how the industry has changed, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's not a knock on a guy to say, yeah, no, he probably, that probably wouldn't work. Um, there are some people who are timeless. Uh, you have a great name here. I'll let you get to that in a second. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, you but like continue? Macho Man, I think he would, if he showed up today, it'd be like, whoa, this guy is yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking amazing. Well, I think that's kind of like my, my, my idea that pretty much any of the high work rate guys from the 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah, they'd imagine, imagine Ricky Steamboat now. Yeah. Off the charts, man. Yeah. Even Flair. Mm-hmm. Flair in his prime, prime wrestling I think now. even a guy like Bob Backlund. Yeah. You know, I think he'd do pretty well yeah. today. Yeah. Any, any of the guys who had any technical uh, amateur wrestling experience or just really high work rate guys, they would, they would you know, without a doubt, succeed. But like if somebody like Hulk Hogan showed up today, Mm-mm. number one, nobody, well, and nobody looks like Hulk Hogan anymore, you know? No. I mean, I think it might be the steroid thing. I don't know. He was just an odd looking fella. Yeah. Like in general, he was. Well, I mean, he had like the bald spot and all that you know and like now vince would tell him to shave his hair he yeah you know yeah and then the thing yeah he just you know he just looked too steroided out i don't think that's just not an appealing thing these days <laughs> right. you know yeah um whereas in the 80s i guess people are like oh man he really he worked really hard for those muscles mm. just didn't think about it like a guy like it's sad but like i i honestly feel like if a guy like andre if you took andre from like 83, 84, 85, mm-hmm. and plunked him in today and how slow and plodding he was, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think that it would really translate. I mean, he's obviously a very super charming guy. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the fact, like, people might think that he's, like, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, the Punjabi prison guy. Oh, Great Khali? Great Khali, who just 
mills about also. Yeah. You know. Well, I think, you know, back in the 80s, there was a, such an emphasis on character and gimmick. And if you weren't that great of a worker, that's okay. So long as yeah. you could cut a decent promo. Yeah. And get yourself over in that respect with energy and charisma. But today, I mean, it's, 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 it's rare that you can simply get over by force of personality if you can't work a good match. Yeah, nobody wants that. You know, that's why I think pretty much everybody, most people wrestling today, you put them back 20, 30 years, they're going to be yeah. huge stars. Yeah. Because they can all work matches, and by and large, they're all good on the mic. It's a lot easier to time travel, to go back in time and be a big deal mm -hmm. than it is to come forward to mm -hmm. the future, you know, because... Things obviously progress. Yeah, they get you know better, multi-dimensional, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, that's my opinion. I'm sure the comments will probably let me know that I'm wrong about that. Um, of course, Andre be Andre be a five star machine today. <laughs> well, I mean, if it wasn't his in his his early days, in his early days, I could yeah. see that. But like once you know, when at the dawn of Hulkamania, which is literally at the end, basically at the end of his career. Yeah, he could barely move. He could barely move. Mm -hmm. um, so. Like, what's this poor guy doing in the ring? Get him out of there. I know. It hurts to watch this. It does this. hurt. It does hurt. I mean, understanding, it's funny because understanding what he was going through, you know, you go back and watch Mania 3, it's like, oh, man, that poor guy. How did he even do what he I did? I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. And he was still around the three, four years after that. But a guy like Macho Man is timeless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I do have one small issue here. What? Is that you put Steamboat on here. I'm not sure. Like, Steamboat was never the most charismatic guy in the world. Yeah, he's a good worker. Good worker. But, like, would the audience give a shit? I mean, if you, I think a modern day analogy to Steamboat would be Cesaro. Or Cesaro's a great okay, worker. Okay, that's a good one. And that's the crowd a good one. loves Cesaro. People yeah, who value like work him. rate above all else love Cesaro. They Why has Cesaro never been a guy that the crowd lifted up, though? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because he's never involved in any sort of storyline. They just know that the crowd just knows it's a hopeless endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. The crowd knows all. I mean, like, imagine Steamboat and NXT, where you don't have to go up there and cut massively long promos or anything like that. You can say a couple of words and, and get yourself over that way if you work incredible matches. Yeah, maybe. Like, Roderick Strong doesn't say much. He has like three sentences a yeah, week. Yeah, but Roderick Strong was going. And he is not a great promo. He was going nowhere before the Undisputed yeah, Era. Yeah, I'm saying, but he's a really good worker. Yeah, he's a really good and worker. And the crowd liked him because he was a really good worker. Once he turned heel and showed the shit. Where would he be right now if it wasn't for the Undisputed Era? Oh, he'd be middling. Yeah. Once he showed a scintilla personality, that's all it really took. No, it took him standing right next to Adam Cole. Well, I'm saying, once he turned heel, stood next to Adam Cole and showed a little bit of personality. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and still put on incredible matches. Wasn't he the one who murdered Matt Riddle that uh -huh. episode? Yeah. Bloody flip-flop. Or bloody slide, sorry. That was great. So I think there's plenty of wrestlers who have gotten themselves over, who are over, yeah. who don't need to talk a lot, who are incredible workers. I mean, there's a lot of them these days. Yeah. And uh, Steamboat was probably as good as just about anybody in his day. Yeah, maybe. So. Maybe. And even in his day, he was NWA world champion. Yeah. He also had that goofy dragon. You that couldn't was, do you couldn't that do Vince. that. You couldn't do that these days. That's Vince. He took it to WCW, dude. Well, he probably thought it was his, his call. <laughs> but like in his in his time with didn't he, he take it to WCW? If that, well, if he did, it was in the mid nineties after he left WB. WB he he time. moved around too much too. He did. And then he asked for time off for Vince. I know because well, he had a kid. Like a big no no. <laughs> uh, but you know, from a human perspective, I get that. You have a kid, you want to spend time with your newborn. Yeah, me too. But Vince, you know, he doesn't see it that way. No, he doesn't. He's like, well, who's, I have a kid. Nobody cares about Steve that. Steve when he beat Flair for the title in the late 80s, he didn't have all that dragon stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. 
Could you imagine somebody showed up with all the dragon stuff today? Unless it was tongue in cheek, yeah, they <laughs> kind of laughed out of the building. Howdy doodly uh, champ has a text question also, uh, but he says this week's question comes from Hafty and Broke Lesnar. What would be the most ridiculous reasons for WWE stock to crash in 2020? The skyrocketing cost of tearaway pants, Baron Corbin using too much budget on his king attire, spending too much dog food for Reigns. What reasons in or out of kayfabe could lead to the stock hitting rock bottom? Uh, you have the better answer, so go ahead. All right, so my answer is this. They do, for whatever reason, another death angle for Vince McMahon where they kayfabe his death like they did in the car years ago. When it exploded, yeah. But then uh, one person who actually thought that was real back then was Donald Trump, who actually called the WWE headquarters in dismay over Vince dying via a car being blown up on television. Yeah. Our president did that. So once again, thinking that Vince McMahon is dead uh, because he don't learn lessons, he tweets out his condolences because he thinks that Vince is actually dead. Yeah. That causes WWE stock, their shareholders, to freak out because yeah. they think that Vince is the reason why their stock isn't in, you know, penny stocks. And then they just crater down. They, in fact, turn into penny stocks. AEW buys them. Yeah. Or Ring of Honor buys or them. we buy them. Going in raw buys WWE. Yeah. yeah. And we're good. Yeah. What's, what's the, the term in succession? Bear hug? Uh, the bear hug. The bear hug. Yeah, yeah, the hostile takeover. The bear hug. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I watched the episode last night where uh, Kendall does his rap. <sighs> it's so hard. It's so hard to watch. Actually, I didn't think it was that terrible. It's so bad. Oh, it's so cringy. You know what I th- I've been thinking, though? Not this, I was looking at... This is completely off track. I, I just put the spend too much money on Pyra because mm-hmm. it won't explode everything. Good answer. Um, we were doing... I was cutting last week's 10 for the win. I came across the Invasion pay-per-view poster. And looking at that, I was like, you know what? What's his name? Jeremy Strong, the dude that plays Kendall? He could play, he could play Vince McMahon in the movie. Oh, okay. He All totally right. totally could. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be an interesting side to his, to his acting. I haven't seen him in anything else mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were trying to watch the finale last night and then we got a bunch of like every one of our kids had something coming up that like just kept on interrupting it. So we only got like 20 minutes into it, but it's really good. Uh, poor Tom. Yeah. yeah I'm watching uh, next week is the, when he, Oh, that's good. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, no, Tom is, his uh, Shiv has suggested they do a threesome with another girl. And, uh, Tom is like, uh, well, maybe she can just watch, or maybe she can like just be in the other room. All he wants is sex with his wife. <laughs> Even the prospect of a threesome isn't. Tom doesn't want that. He just wants some shiv time. He just wants to be. He just wants to be a husband to his, his exactly. wife. He just wants to be married. Yeah, and she just eye rolls him. It's great though. Anyways, that's it. For oh show. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it for Matt Chat. If you guys want to get your Matt Chat question on here, better do it soon because you never know what might happen to Matt Chat <laughs> in the near future. That's right. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.